It is the 2080 Baseball Podcast, baseball theme music from almost 30 years ago. Travis Krenz, Evan Hendershot here. Another week in the baseball season. Lots of things. We taped just before this great Yankees-Cubs game last Sunday night. Went 18 innings, 6 hours. How much did you see? Um, like virtually none. I didn't see much either. Because uh, it was on ESPN and I don't have ESPN. So I was basically just watching clips and stuff and following along the whole time, which was infuriating. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a long game and I obviously don't want to see a team I like having to uh, pitch a long game and then have those pitchers not be rested. And what the funniest thing about that game was is Tommy Lane is just sitting there available the whole time for the Yankees, and they, rather than just pitching anyone else, or rather than using Tommy Lane, who's totally fresh, hasn't pitched in forever, they just keep pitching guys. Reliever, or what, Tommy yeah. Lane. He's Fill left, me in on Tom Lane. I have no left, recollection uh, of Left-handed Tom Lane. reliever, absolutely uh, garbage. He pitched well over the weekend once, but um, he's just really bad, and they were like, wow, we we can't put him, we can't play him. So they're just and they didn't and they didn't and it it was 18 innings and they just didn't pitch Tommy Lane. They didn't do too bad. Looking at uh, the pitching here, Servino went to seven really good innings. Batances went his one. Chapman blew it in the ninth inning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then after that, uh, you know, Warren who went a couple, Holder went three, and uh, Shreve got the win with uh, three innings there. Shreve uh, has been really, really effective for them um, coming into just kind of like no pressure situations, but. Uh, he's always throwing junk and people aren't hitting it this year. Uh, so as long as he can keep the walks down, he'll be good. But Chapman now on the DL, um, which is, uh, yeah. How's that, how much does that concern you? Uh, they say uh, MRI was clean, so it should be fine. You're going to be out like um, a month? Yeah, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, I just don't, you could tell the last few outings he s- struggled or for a couple weeks he struggled and you can see him grimacing out there and he always does even when he's healthy or apparently healthy but um you could tell something is wrong um and i think he's just tired um some people say oh well he pitched deep into the playoffs last year that probably made him tired i don't know maybe but probably not I like think does that just... extra 10 innings i mean is no that, i mean that, i don't that, think, that, i don't weird. think that affects anyone i think he's just uh probably wasn't prepared for the season this year and um or maybe not even that maybe it's not even his fault and it's just his body just a thing is tired and he needs a break whatever you know um but I'm not super impressed that uh, Joe Girardi's just insisting on keeping the seventh, eighth, ninth. You know, everybody gets their inning, and so essentially just everybody gets pushed back an inning. So Batances so is Batances your new closer. Is closing. And Clippard and, is a guy. Yeah, but Clippard, uh, he's been awesome, but he is just terrifying the amount of fly balls he gives mm. up. So in Yankee Stadium, obviously that carries, and, um, and the whole AL East, the ball carries there. So you don't really want Tyler Clippard throwing a lot of seventh, eighth inning or any high-pressure situations, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not really too concerned. They still have the uh, best bullpen in baseball. Yeah, and Holder's been awesome. I, I liked Holder as like a kind of a midseason call-up guy, and then they brought him uh, just on the 25-man right off the bat, and uh, he's been good. So uh, that's a good sign that they have another just re- – and he's, uh, he's just a reliable reliever. He can go a few innings. Um, so the bullpen's still good, and Chad Green looked good yesterday, and – They've got a lot of good arms, but I i mean, this is still an 82-win team. Maybe. You are still, even though we're a month in, you are not, you're more bearish than bullish on these Yankees. 
Yeah. I, I probably like them more than you do. Yeah, probably. Well, that's probably true. 82 oh. wins, I think, hell, 85, 86, now it's... I, I just don't see... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Are you this more confident a... in the Twins than the Yankees? No. Uh, no. No, okay. Um, I just think the Yankees pitching isn't good at but all. their offense is... Their offense is and their bullpen is, and maybe that'll get them by. I think those things are going to, I mean, if they're going to yeah. be good, those are going to stay the way they are. I just, I mean, the thing is they go in big cold streaks. Hopefully when Greg Bird comes back, that'll just get Chris Carter no more plate appearances, and Greg Bird will be good. If Greg Bird can be anything league average hitter, not even league average first baseman, if he can just be anything, the Yankees will be fine. But if he can't, then that's going to be a big problem, but... Um, it is what it is. I don't know. I this team is very, I can't figure them out, but I think they're going to start, you know, uh, kind of getting worse quickly. I think they are in it, um, until the end here, because I'm looking at the American league, almost 40 games. And once we get to 40 games, uh, a quarter marker, I like, I like that mark. And hopefully I'll have some, maybe some blog stuff here by, uh, by next week. I'm looking at uh, what guys are doing, big differences, uh, since pitchers are in about 10 starts in right now. And, uh, batters have well over a hundred uh, at bats. I think uh, good good mark right there. Um, I'm looking at like the wild card here, and there's not a whole lot there as far as the American League. The West is looking like a one a one horse race, and we can count the West done. I would say uh, here in the uh, middle of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central's not a, is is kind of a bunch of garbage right now. You'd only expect one team to get out of the Central, and uh, the East maybe has three teams right there with Baltimore, the Yankees, and Boston. So there's not a whole lot for the wild card right now. Uh, um, well, I mean, in. the way the Twins are playing, they I have think a shot. They'll be in it, yeah. Um, and I just you can't count out the Tigers. JD mm-hmm. Martinez is back, and that uh, I mean that is one of the best right-handed hitters in baseball, really. So um, you can't really count out a team that just got one of its best offensive players back and is 500 right now, and has Miguel Cabrera only hitting uh, 7.15 OPS. So. You expect him to get improve. You expect Ian Kinsler to improve. You expect Castellanos to improve. Uh, Upton's been good. But that bullpen is no good. No, but um, as m- I, I know the Tigers never improve their bullpen. First, well, actually, let's say this. Four of the Tigers relievers I'm looking at right now, sub two URA. Uh, so there's that. But um, The guy at the end, they said, you're no good <laughs> anymore. You're not pitching the ninth. The thing is, the Tigers uh, – Never seem to do enough at the deadline, but relievers are the easiest thing to find at the deadline. So, um, I mean, I know their system isn't good, but you can just deal away some, you know, 20, 25 overall prospects in your system to get a couple good relievers. And that would really help. Um, that would really help. What's really four, four solid arms. Matt Boyd's actually been solid. Fulmer's good. Um, Verlander's been okay. Um, However and- much Francisco Rodriguez's Four outings have affected this. They do have a five-six ERA for a bullpen. Oh, I mean, you've got to think that'd be it's, the worst. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez and Andy. If you take Sanchez. him out, if you take those two guys out, well, Sanchez probably... has a ten ERA yeah. in eighteen innings. I mean, geez. Uh And Joe Jimenez was bad too when he was up, and he's kind of like he should have been the guy um, to kind of save things for them. But they have right now four good relievers and Francisco Rodriguez, who should improve. I would think so five solid relievers um get them i don't know who's available because it's way too early at this all point. the guys we talked about last week ditto on those guys this week uh yeah i would say let's see i'm just gonna pull the braves they'll be the first team to sell i would think um oh boy they don't have any jason mott i guess there you go decent reliever 
you could get a good, good, good reliever for nothing at the deadline, especially if they're expiring. So we're talking about the Phillies and their bullpen. They got two or three guys they can move. Well, I'd like, to, I'd love to see a team take two relievers from one team. Say so we'll take both of them. Yeah, that would be Benoit Nishik. We'll take both of them. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe I don't. And those would be two really good, uh, really good candidates for them to bring in guys. You wouldn't really have to give anything away for. Um, if you're looking for a really good reliever, um, Tony Watson should probably be available. I would think, uh, I think he's a free agent coming up here either this year or next year. That would be a good one. Um, so there should be guys. I still think I, I had the Tigers as a wild card team. I really think they can be one. I, I like the Yankees more than the twins or the Tigers. Yeah. I mean, I, I as much as I, uh, try to, down down of of the yankees because i don't want to like i don't know if i'm trying not to jinx them or something i don't know but i do like them better than all these other teams um but like you said though i i think the west is out Uh, what teams are not better than the yankees you don't like houston cleveland then what um you're not a huge baltimore guy boston should pick it up aren't better than the yankees yeah what teams are oh what teams are houston for sure especially after this weekend watching that lineup I was like, Ugh, I, like, how do they have this lineup? They have one flaw. That's what I've learned over the weekend. The The Astros have one single flaw, and that is Yuli Gurriel's defense at first base. He was a disaster, an absolute train wreck at first base, and he's played there all season. You'd think you'd figure it out by now. Um, he is not, apparently. No, and that is bad. So I think um, just play Marwin Gonzalez there and D.H. Gurriel if you have to. Um just share time with Beltron and McCann and uh, Gaddis. That's the problem. They have way too many guys who are... Um, First base DH guys? Yeah, or like Not Beltron, DH. Like, he is DH. You can't do anything with him. Uh, Gaddis doesn't look like he can be a catcher ever again. I, uh, I think he played one game yesterday, and it's just gross. So, um, yeah, that's their big flaw is first base defense. And, and the way... Um, you know, broadcasters were kind of describing it over the weekend is Yankee broadcasters. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, even guys like Paul O'Neill who, you know, they're there to crack jokes, but that's really his main job. But he was basically uh, saying the Astros are giving up too many free outs. Like he just blew a pop-up in foul territory. Just easy, easy pop-up. Um, I think they got an out anyway afterward, but, um, I don't know why he's playing first base, and I don't think he's going to figure it out. And first base should be able to make all the picks. You know, they should, should not able- cost you runs. Yeah, and he looks flat out bad there. So I, I they need to figure something out. Other than that, this team is absolutely the best team in the American League without a doubt. Although their back end, uh, Mike Fires stinks. They um, could use another starter. But we've thought that for a while. But then Dallas Keuchel doing what he's even better than it was two years ago. He's mm-hmm. the best pitcher uh so far maybe in baseball right now and McCullers has just been fantastic so uh and charlie morton's been decent too yeah um they need a starter i think we've kind of talked about who uh, obviously darvish probably isn't a choice for them but yeah because um, uh texas what they've won six in a row now so they're back uh, i think a game under 500 so uh, they're back at it so uh, they're gonna need a starter i don't think quintana's the guy i don't think they're gonna want to give up a ton um but there's probably uh some guys available right i don't know i, I I'm, I'm always wondering what the braves are going to do with uh, tehran mm-hmm. and whether they're going to keep him and make him the centerpiece or they're going to move him i don't know i guess they they're they're a little bit 
uh, along here in their rebuilding process. They've uh, maybe on, they're probably done as far as rebuilding. They have all the prospects they're going to have. They just have to wait for him to come up in the next couple of years. So he's maybe a guy that uh, you keep because outside of him, there's not much pitching-wise there. The, the thing about him, um, he has three years remaining. One of those is a team option. So it's not a ton of... Uh, of uh you know time you're gonna have him on your team unless you extend him so he he Maybe might be able good. to get a lot if you're able to get a lot from him at a cheap price he mm. seems like an attractive option yeah i think he'd be a good choice that's a i, I don't you've watched a lot of houston games i assume oh yes um, my god what do you think about this team basically it feels very obvious that they're the best team in the american league yeah, they're probably in the weakest division, so that helps. Uh, Keichel uh, on, on the Twitter, which we'll talk about a little bit about the Twitter. Um, I was interested because I see the, see the graphs and how he pitches down in the zone, and he was uh, second in all of baseball as far as not pitching. About a third of his pitches are in the zone. That is all. That is extremely extremely low. And I'm looking at all these Yankee hitters, and he got a, he's not a strikeout pitcher, but he had a ton of strikeouts uh, there earlier in the week against the Yankees. He had like seven or eight, and they're whiffing at these pitches, and they're all low, and you're like... You have to, I would, you know, I assume they know this. Uh, just, I just would not swing. It must be hard to lay off, I assume. Otherwise, just go up there with, the, I, I'm not swinging. I don't care. Just go up here. <laughs> give me, give me three strikes. I'll strike out looking. Well, I think if the Yankees strike out that much and can't just take a bunch of walks against yeah. him, I don't really see any other team being able to do that. Uh, the Yankees were kind of, this was the perfect test for Houston. We kind of talked about it before. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, yeah, they got lucked out on a perfect Marisnik throw on Friday yep. or Thursday night. Um, but I mean, they looked, their pitching is very than, good against the best offense in the league. Yeah, they looked good. And the lineup is, there's no weak spot in the batting order. Obviously Gurriel can't play the field. Very deep um, lineup. Yeah. But every single hitter is, is competent. And then, um, Marisnik's actually been hitting, but he's a great uh, fourth outfielder defensively and bring some speed. And then Gaddis and Marwin Gonzalez are your bench players who can, uh, Gaddis sucks at defense, but he can do a lot of things well enough to get on the field. And then Marwin Gonzalez can do uh, everything. Um, and he's hitting well. So, uh, I, I think this is a, a legitimate, team that should win 95 games in that division i would think outside of like we mentioned the like gaddis can't do a whole lot he's more of a dh you'll see him in the outfield once in a while behind the plate once a month mm -hmm. and you got uh, carlos beltran he can only dh so that kind of clogs things up but i think it's a very well put together lineup and mm -hmm. roster uh i think it's just very deep and well they did make a lot of moves in the offseason um so Bringing in McCann. A lot of veteran guys. Um, bringing in Aoki, Aoki Reddick, uh, Beltron. Um, uh, so, and, and they did bring in Charlie Morton, which everybody kind of laughed at, and he's turned in uh, some good starts. And um, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I think the uh, back end of the, or the front end, I guess you'd call it, of the bullpen, maybe, maybe you could add another arm just to be safe. Um, but they've had some guys who have been awesome. Is this right? James Hoyt has 21.6 Ks per nine. It's pretty good. Who the hell is that? <laughs> cannot have a lot of innings right there. I can't no, imagine. He has 6.2, but 16 Ks and 6.2 as a 30-year-old. Um, Davinsky, by the way, the Yankees got to him a little bit, mm. um, but I think that's just a blip. Um, they could use another reliever just to totally blow teams out of the water if their rotation's not going to be perfect. There's no reason why they should not have beat Kansas City two years ago. 
Had him uh, on the ropes. Up well. in the up late bullpen blew it. Well, that's uh, well. There you go. Yeah, that's why. No, we don't want that happen yeah. to happen again. Uh, so they made the move for Ken Giles, and he was awful the first couple months. And he has back to normal. Been He's amazing okay. this year either. Um, it would be really. I know their bullpen is good and it is very good. It would be really nice to see that bullpen bring in uh, just a, a surefire guy who can get you outs in any like situation. A Calvin Herrera for the Royals would be a think an outstanding pickup if they oh. if they do what they should do. Yeah, and they have the farm system where they can just. They can say we're winning the World Series this year and then do it, you know. So they're too close. They're too good. Twenty six and twelve. They're great. They're better than every team by a significant margin. They have they have guys who are absolutely expendable too. Like uh, what's his name? AJ Reed, I think the first baseman. Um, where do you play a guy like that? If and he's good, uh, talented guy, just stuck in AAA right now. You can just trade that guy away for a relief ace. Just straight up, one for one, probably. And um, that would be a good move. They have a ton of good uh, prospects. They have a player named Derek Fisher, who I assume is not the former basketball player and coach. Um, But he's supposed to be pretty good. They have a lot of good, good prospects who are just stuck behind a lot of veterans. And I know a lot of these veterans are actually pretty old players who are going to be out soon. So maybe you want to keep them around and be good for five six seven years but on the other hand um the astros haven't won a world series right they've not they've been to one so they were swept by chicago so yeah i would think um now's the time to win why would you why would you wait and they have another good time i know cleveland hasn't been great but i'm not not impressed doing well it took me a while to get on this cleveland bandwagon after you're in oh years and years and years and finally they did it last year i'm like okay they were, were my World Series pick to get there and lose, mm-hmm. but they've not been impressive whatsoever. Another team that uh, has a terrible bullpen would be Washington. Gave up a lead, uh, a couple leads on a doubleheader on Sunday. They lost one, came back to win it. Uh, eighth, ninth ending on your guy, Michael Taylor, hit a, uh, <laughs> a two-run home run or yeah, drove in a couple runs. But uh, yeah, their, their bullpen is very, very bad. And they're another team. They're the best team in the National League, and they're far too good to waste uh, a season like this on a bullpen that is just atrocious right now. Well, I'll say uh, Michael Taylor has at least been competent, so I think they don't have to worry about that. The bullpen, you're right, is very, very, very bad. So, so bad. I know Blanton's been just flat out terrible, but he'll he'll improve. Blake Trinan, I don't know about that. Um, and Sean Kelly will improve too. But uh, yeah, Dakota Glover's good. There's that. I don't know. <laughs> What else to and say? You got a lot of guys that are hurt right now. Matt too, Albers so. is good too. Um, yeah. I think you know, Glover and Kelly are on the DL, so they're two of their better guys. Are short. They're going to need oh. to bring someone in. They have to, right? Like, yeah, they have to. They have like, and there are so many bullpen arms available. I I feel like we say this for every good team. Is that going to be the story at the deadline? Pitching, specifically bullpen. Maybe, but. Um, I feel like bullpen arms just all the time? fly around all the time. But last year, there were two huge moves from the Yankees with uh, Chapman and, and Miller. So maybe that is kind of the thing teams do now in the at the deadline. They target some like relief ace and they say, um, we're going to give up a superstar prospect like Gleyber Torres or Clint Frazier or Justice Sheffield or both in, in one situation of the, the latter two. Um, and bring in uh, some really, really, really good relief pitcher. 
Um, and it worked out for the Cubs and Cleveland, both of them. They were both in the World Series against each other, pitching in the eighth and ninth innings of Game 7. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe the Nationals have to do that. Or maybe you say, we're going to throw Joe Ross in the bullpen for this year and try to win the World Series with Joe Ross in the bullpen. Uh, and I maybe. think uh, my guys from Oakland, they have a bunch of pieces, so they can be a team that... Uh, as a half dozen guys, they could trade, <laughs> and out they there. don't. Uh, they don't look spectacular. No, um, I think they're like a seventy-five win team that's going to lose eighty-seven games. Or Triggs has been good there. there. Triggs so, has been great, but uh, Cotton Cotton's been bad. Yeah, but he's still he's young. Yeah, I mean he's twenty-five and he has a nasty out pitch, so that I wouldn't worry about him. But um, yeah, I'd say Ryan Madsen would be a very gettable piece. Um, yeah. Liam Hendricks would be a very gettable piece. Those are very, very gettable arms that they. I do hate Liam Hendricks, but uh, <laughs> I guess if the Twins added him, it'd be a guy. Yeah, he's um been pretty good for what four years or so now. Yeah, Tampa kind of turned his career around there with the Tampa. It was a, it was an important piece for them. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think you I think you're might be onto something there as far as bullpen arms being big again this year. I, it still feels weird that Glaber Torres got traded and he wasn't even the only piece for Heraldus Chapman as a rental, but maybe that happens every year now. Maybe teams value relievers now, especially I if you can do. get more than uh, an inning out of them, but well, I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing. A team that uh, on the starting pitching side who has no starters because they are all hurt, Seattle Mariners. We do not even know who their starter is going to be coming up later on in the week. Uh, Ariel Miranda has been pretty good for them. Uh, Gallardo is throwing balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy named Chase DeYoung and uh, Christian Bergman. Those are your starting pitchers for uh, Seattle because uh, Iwakuma's hurt. Uh, Felix is on the deathbed. And uh, who else we got Paxton, there? Paxton, Smiley. Paxton's been great. He's out. Uh, Smiley's there. So uh, they are all out, and uh, they've been on a little bit of a run here. They've kind of shown some life. What do we got for and then Seattle? They, I think they got swept over the weekend. Yeah, they're 5-5 uh, five and five in their last 10. They've lost four in a row here. Was it uh, Angels stuck it to them? Um, no, they were... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so they were on a pretty good run there before losing four in a row to my Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, right. That's Toronto. That's... Yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's funny looking at their um, on their baseball reference page. Uh, current injuries: they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And Mitch Haniger had nine, a great 10, start, 11, and he's been out here for twelve a long guys time. on the uh, on the DL that are like major league players. Um, that stinks. <laughs> like this team, if everybody's healthy, they're pretty good. Um, but that's just not the case, and the pitching is the pitching is is bad. Um, this is just bad. I, I There's no other way to put it. This pitching's bad. I don't have any. <laughs> there's everyone. All these guys are bad. Yeah. Every last one of them. Uh, so they're, 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 I feel like they're close to being out of the race at this point. Yeah, the Giants have not picked it up. So uh, Toronto, they get a little, get a little win streak for Toronto. I have not picked my team yet for my uh, team to pick for the week. My, my Rays somehow salvaged, I think, a three-win week. Beating Boston two of three and then just crap in their pants against uh, Kansas City, losing mm-hmm. three of four at home. Yeah, and Blake Snell does not look good. Uh, right. He's probably uh, oh, he what do you get DFA'd today? Um, or not really? DFA'd? No, not hey, DFA'd. Hey, oh, it was sent, sent down. down. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, what? If, uh, if yeah, that's, that, that's that caught me off guard there. Right there. I, I saw him and I'm like, why isn't he on the roster anymore? Did they just 
kick him out of the team. Uh, yeah, he just got sent down, it looks like, if I can find it. Um, I don't know. He's not on the 25-man oh, anymore. Oh, uh, what, Ian Happ got called up for a couple days, I think, only? The Cubs did very well, a home run and debut, had a two-hit day on Sunday, so another piece for the Cubs to mess around with. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people think he could be a trade piece, yep. but I feel like the Cubs like him a lot, so maybe not. Um, the Cubs will set themselves apart soon here, I would think. And Milwaukee, uh, what do we got? Milwaukee's not done too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis yeah. Shaw's been good. And the Milwaukee's showing some life. Uh, let's see here. Want to get to the old guy? Sure. So uh, Jared Weaver, award winner. He owns Chicago. He owns the White Sox. And he uh, got a win yesterday against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Throwing how he throws. Wait, did he get a win, though? I don't know. Actually, I know they won. Oh, they lost. Did they lose? Yeah, didn't the White Sox score a zillion runs? That's right. It was like 3-2 to two in the 8th. Yeah, scored, the White Sox scored, scored a 8 eight in the 8th. So well, Jared Weaver that's uh, throws. Let's see. What did he get? I think he threw like six innings. A uh, couple of run or two. Yeah, six innings, one run. Oh, and they waste and that. And they blew it. But he was bad to start before, so... Um, screw him at least immediately after he was terrible so it made me feel good about myself at least um and and they were the uh the i don't know if it was the owner or like the managing partner of the padres is oh, just yeah. totally ripping him that was uh, very funny i like that's good don't say well you know no just say he was he's been very bad and if he isn't better we're probably gonna get rid of him yeah um but your guy is very a very interesting very interesting player he's a roster clogger yes Chase Utley is my guy. We're looking for old guys. He used to be good. He is, what, 38 years old? Mm-hmm. 38 years old. He's been with the Dodgers here for a couple of years. He was all right last year for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not good when they first got him from the Phillies two seasons ago, and he's been uh, uh, very terrible, one of the worst players in baseball, hitting under 200 uh, right now, OPS plus a 57. And, uh, yeah, there's really no reason to have him on the roster. He's making $2 million, so that's bad. And uh, similar to uh, Washington's bullpen and Houston's bullpen, uh, Dodgers are very good, and there's no reason, like you said, to have a guy on the team that is this bad. And uh, I think when I mentioned this last week, the the roster move would be when Logan Forsyth comes off the DL, he basically takes his spot, Mm -hmm. and you just get rid of completely uh, Chase Utley here. I think that would be a smart move. Um, What's weird, we were talking about this before, I think. What's weird uh, is that Chase Utley's been playing first base for this team um, for the last six games, I think. Uh, so they're going to need somebody to do something else. Maybe Bellinger plays first like he should be doing anyway, um, and when then you play somebody else in the outfield. But, uh, yeah, Forsyth for Utley seems like the smart move. Uh, Utley, though, has you know, he's been bad. Two triples, <laughs> though. Well, good. Good. So he leads the Dodgers with triples. Um, but yeah, uh, slugging 299, on base 280, that's bad. Um, uh, there's no, I Reason agree, there's him. no point to having him. And Chase Utley, the baseball player, is was just spectacular. His peak was very fringe Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, seven win, on baseball reference, seven win, seven win, seven win, nine win, eight win. That's a five season streak right there that's pretty good uh that's arguably hall of fame level player um he's right, right there but right now he's just a really bad ugly 
piece of a 25-man roster that should be a World Series contender. Um, and he has his World Series ring, so it's not like he's holding on for the ring. He's got it already. I'm yeah. sure he'd love another one, and he might get one this year, but uh, ugh. You, you feel for him. Uh, you know, he probably just wanted to, uh, you know, he probably just was like, maybe I got a little left in the tank. I can keep this going. Um, I've only made $124 million in my career. What's so, another two? So maybe I need more than that. But uh, uh, he, wow, he actually has not gotten paid what he probably should have. Um Less than Weaver, but uh, that shows you what starting pitching's worth. Um, or actually, more than Weaver, I think. Wasn't that a hundred million or something? He was at ninety-nine yeah. million, so um, about uh, what twenty, thirty more yeah, than a little bit more than that. But uh, yeah, Utley is a frustrating piece to this uh, this team, and I love Chase Utley. He was a really great player. Hit like virtually no second baseman hit um, over the the time where he was good. Um, but having Forsyth in there will just be a huge 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 thing for the dodgers i think um i don't know do you th- do you where did you have the dodgers playoffs right well yeah obviously i had my giants run the whole thing so uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, dodgers in the wild card with the mets yeah so i would assume um man i don't know who plays first base for this team though if you take if gonzalez comes back i don't know how far he's out but that's uh like they've got a lot of pieces as well, because Bellinger he should go nowhere. He should stay up, and he should stay up for good. Yeah, you'd probably slide Bellinger to first. Um, maybe you could let Scott Vance like play some first, and then kind of flip flop him out in the the outfield and first base, and then you could play Enrique Hernandez and Brett Eibner and Frank Franklin Gutierrez in the outfield, and just throw Bellinger at first and uh, Forsyth that second, and then Chris Taylor goes to the bench. But um, man, when Forsyth gets back, this is going to be a much better lineup substantially better um than than what it is now they have a good platoon kind of going too as far as jock peterson doesn't necessarily always play against lefties it's a good idea um because he's not spectacular against them even though he's a good player um they just kind of franklin gutierrez has been good for them um i think so uh i agree chase utley is frustratingly bad on a team so he's number two on our list you're up next week bad player that uh, should not be in the majors right now, and uh, Chase Utley might pick this week. Uh, somebody that should be in Major League Baseball is Bryce Harper, because he's the best player this season so far. And uh, another walk-off home run this weekend. Signed a $20-plus million deal for next season. Yeah. Lots of money for him, lots of money for him, and uh, it's him and Trout. And again, like we mentioned, his top season, his peak is better than Trout's, but Trout is just more consistent uh, so Harper having a good year at a good time for him, so he gets twenty million dollars next year with uh, maybe his last year with Washington. Why can't he stay in Washington? Why can't Washington say, "All right, we're going to give you the money"? I think he can. Do you think he want? Do you think he wants to stay in Washington? Um, that's. Would a- he rather go to the Yankees or the Dodgers or whoever? I think he probably does want to stay in Washington and win a World Series there. Um, he seems to like it. They seem to like him there. Um, I, if I were him, I would consider staying. I think he, uh, fans grow attached to guys who stay with a team their whole career. And the nationals have the resources to, um, keep him, uh, especially with worth coming off the books here. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a chance and killing that arbitration year. Um, and just giving him the money up front, that maybe gives you like 
you know, one or two percent advantage over another team at this point. If you're the Nationals, I don't know. Yeah, you showed you showed that you're willing to pay up here for one year at least. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I I guess I would rather see him stay in the National League than uh, not go to the Yankees if he's going to not go to the Yankees. But um, the Nas- the National League East could use a star. I think Freddie Freeman doesn't get the uh, attention he should, and the Mets are always hurt everyone so can't really rely on them so Bryce Harper is a good fit for where he is um I I would like to see the Nationals hang on to him something I would like to see because something that we have not seen in our lives is somebody chase 400 for a while and uh maybe Bryce Harper can do that oh boy I don't know I, I want I think he walks too much I think that's going to hurt him. Or maybe it helps him. Maybe because he's only Keeps swinging. Keeps the plate appearances down. Yeah, and maybe he's only swinging when... Because uh, he's locked in right now. he got a good swing. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's better than he was so two hopefully years maybe, ago. Yeah, if he can have another year where he's sitting above 350, that would be exciting to maybe see a guy at the All-Star break have an average uh, above 370 or 375. I think that would be very exciting. Yeah, who's the last guy to do that? Chipper, maybe? Or yeah. probably... probably? Um, at at uh, ever or I'm just like thinking the, the last guy to do it at the All Star break. Uh, it had to probably be Chipper Jones and probably Nomar before that because he had one year where he just like did that the whole year. Um, but I would assume the year Chipper Jones led the league with 364 average and to be pretty the, high for the entire year. I would assume at the All Star break he was probably and Todd Helton had a pretty good year like in 2000 or so. Todd Helton's a curious, uh, curious case for the Hall of Fame. At least that's that's for sure. I'm gonna try to see if we can, if I can find out. I don't know where to find this out, but uh, Chipper Jones had that really good, that really good year. It was a very weird year, and he only played 128 games. That helps. You need, you need a guy that has the minimum. Yeah, he was probably right there. I bet. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to see Bryce Harper really just keep it up and for a long time this season and see where he goes from there. Um, but I doubt it, right? Like, I mean, what are the odds he's actually hitting 380 or something? What is he at now? 384. Yeah, what are the odds he's still hitting 384 at? Um, Two months from now. Yeah, so I, I'm i rooting for him, I guess. I really like Bryce Harper. I assume you do, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was waiting for him for a long time. Let's, let's see why you are the guy. Mm-hmm. And it took a while, but when he got there, he got there in a big way, so... Yeah, he's a uh, very exciting player, and um, you kind of hope the Nationals kind of hang on to him. I th- I assume Machado's just out the door from the Orioles, so um, that would make for an interesting bidding war if everybody's kind of going after Machado and Harper's just locked in already. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it would also be less exciting. We, when was the last time we had like a huge, huge More free than- agent, like a super big, I can't think of A-Rod, but that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Usually they don't let guys get out. Uh, twin signed Mauer, nearly two hundred million dollars. Yeah, Trout's extended. Yeah, you um, guys are not out there. Because if they're that good, they're gonna they're gonna stay. Yeah. Yeah. When? Wow. Pool, that pools. I yeah. Tr- but then again, he was kind of older. Yeah, Pujols was. I'd say Pujols. What? Two thousand eleven off season. I mean, Hayward he was, got a lot of money, but yeah. um. But by the way, this took me forever. July 9th on two in 2008 chipper jones 375 i was looking at this the whole good. time yeah anyway pools probably but yeah. he was aging and he was a first was baseman 30. and um 
it wasn't with the excitement of an A-Rod or um, when Randy Johnson was old. Was that a trade, though, to the Yankees? I don't even remember. I think it was a trade. And he was like 40 years old at that point. So, Um, yeah, it would be really cool to just see some good free agents. And I I think, um, I mean, I think Scott Boris is a good thing for baseball players, obviously. Um, They think so, too keeping uh keeping them from signing I, I think he's starting to get players away from signing dumb team-friendly extensions like the evan longoria contracts Ooh, and, the, and the bum garner contracts and things like that chris sale um i think he's trying to get players away from that and you know make sure they understand how they much get their value, full value yeah the, the, how much value they have that would virtually have no effect on ticket sales uh, uh or raising tickets prices or anything like that and they still could get paid um, so, uh, hopefully Scott Boris, I think he has, does he have Harper and Machado? At Harper, I know. Yeah. Um, hopefully he has both and hopefully he can get them both like a zillion dollars each and, you know, pit teams against each other. Cause I think if they're both up, that will happen. Right. Um, I don't know. What's your early prediction for Harper? Where does he go? Hope he stays with Washington. It feels like that's what's going to happen, right? I hope so. Yeah. It was a good thing. Yeah. This weekend to see that they did that. Yeah. And there's only like four or five teams that could handle any of them. So, yeah. Who um, know those teams? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I have this weird image in my mind that the Padres are going to sign. The Padres? Yeah. I don't know. I think they have, a, they have a new ownership group or relatively new, and I they haven't spent any money. And I just feel like they're going to go out of this world. A huge and guy. Sign something. Like Arizona. Crazy. Like Arizona with Grinky. Yeah, or he's like the Stanton extension for the Marlins. Yep. Um, he can, uh, he's, yeah, he should opt out and go somewhere else. <laughs> Whenever that opt out is three Speaking years of from opt now. outs, I think Tanaka's not going to take his anymore. Um, he has not pitched well. He got shelled last night. If he doesn't turn it around quickly, because uh, right now he's at a 5.8 ERA, if he doesn't turn it around quickly, he's locked. He can't. Why Why would you opt out he after a bad year? He had a terrible year? first start, and then he was progressively better for the next four or five. Mm-hmm. And then he's not... Yeah. Um, but the good thing for him is uh, his next three seasons are 22 million, 22 million, 23 million if he doesn't opt out. So that seems fine. He can afford the mortgage. It's good. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Something that was not fine was uh, the Twitter. Oh, yes. Earlier this week, 20 underscore 80 podcast is the Twitter. And I had this all keyed up on my personal Twitter to respond to the stat I saw, well, you know what? I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the other baseball Twitter here and do it from there. So that's what I did. And uh, 50 tweets later, we're still going. What high heat stats? This is uh, I don't know high heat stats. I assume it's at that high heat show on MLB Network. I assume that is hits of some sorts. They said uh, no one Arenado for this season is significantly better on the on the road than he is at home with the hashtag not cores with the uh, idea that oh Coors Field doesn't matter to him he's uh he's better on the road this year all right two weeks in sure yeah I simple I wonder what his numbers last year looked like and well he was a lot better at home of course what um, his numbers from two years ago look like well a lot, lot better at home I, what were they three years ago same thing I I do want to say this was all you this um, was all me <laughs> I was not involved in this uh my my latest tweet from the account was about Jared Weaver being bad and then all of a sudden Travis just hops on there and starts uh doing going nuts yeah but 
I mean, you make very valid points. It got off as... the rails after Trump got involved and kind of had back. What do you what do you think of Trump and all this? Yeah, that was before strange. that. Um, but looking well, looking at the let's just say and the Rockies account the the verified Rockies account was very involved in this. Yeah, they mixed with it emojis up. and mm-hmm. smiley faces, and I assume that's why I got so much uh, back and forth because it was Rockies account related tweeting back to mm-hmm. them. And the uh, fans you were getting to respond to you were just insanity. clearly die hard Rockies fans, which uh, admittedly I, I did not know existed. No. Um, but <laughs> uh, th- these numbers are irrefutable. You can't. There's no debate about it. Like, well, you know, this year maybe. Then I missed uh, four home runs away and they got him. He was 22 home runs instead of 18. I'm like, all right, I missed four home runs. I apologize. Everything else is the same and significantly better. I apologize there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I. You had one. Uh, I said you, know, you had one really good uh, response. So I said this is a very odd discussion when the numbers are very clear year after year. That's just the way it is. Should be easy to accept that. My favorite was when the Rockies said, "Who doesn't hit better at home?" And then you said, "Nolan Arenado this season." Apparently, uh, which is just that was perfect. Um, that, was, that was a bad. Who, was, who doesn't hit better at home? Oh, you're the player. You're saying. The thing uh, that started this all, this original discussion. Yeah, that was very good. I liked that one a lot. But uh, it and was even like I think it was July of a couple of years ago was pretty this pretty much the same. Um, so you know this could take a time to even out halfway through the season. You might be the same home road, but uh, Rocky's home road splits are terrible. It's just the way it is, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to be significantly better at home this season. And there's uh, nothing wrong with being just the way it is. Significantly better at cores. The thing is, he. He's great. Uh, we both know that. And I never said, oh, he's a terrible player. I'm like, right. guys are tweeting back. He's a great player. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I agree with you. He is. There's nothing wrong with... Um, Pointing out the obvious. That. Of he's not... He's not... Yeah. He's still much above average There's a reason the that... There's a... These fans... I mean, I don't want to sound arrogant or whatever, because I don't know all the stats or whatever either about everything always, but... Uh, there's a reason DJ LeMayhew's 737 OPS is an 84 OPS plus. It's because of course field. It's not yeah. like uh, I don't know. I bet I can find a random team 737. Um, I was looking at what teams were good at home and road, and I think like the Cubs last year were just slightly better on the road. They were about the same, but yeah, most teams are better at home than they are on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fair. Here's a comparison. Uh, just I'm just doing this numbers-wise, just hard numbers, not plate appearances, forget sample size or whatever. So 84 OPS plus uh, for 737 OPS at cores is worse. Your worse hitter than Trevor Cahill, who's 708 OPS at Petco is an, Trevor 80, Cahill. Is an 89. So you can have 30 points lower and still be a better p- hitter overall, park-adjusted. Um, and I think that's what people context. Don't, yeah, I think that's what people don't understand is, um, I mean, course gives you an, a substantial advantage and they get mad if you point out facts. Um, but I mean, what are, how are you going to convince people really? Right. Yeah. You're, I mean, yeah, I just put the numbers out there and they are what they are. Um, one guy a little late to the uh, race here said, you know, my, my four home run air, he called me an effing idiot. Yeah. It's like, well, boom. There like, you wow. go. Good. Facts are facts. <laughs> and one, one guy had another pretty good one here. Like, don't you have anything better to effing do? Like, geez, this, we're just talking. Uh, aren't, aren't they also watching baseball ugh. at the same time? I assume you were watching baseball. I don't know. 
then one guy called me a cubs fan so i don't know so well gave, you are you are a huge cubs fan right i gave cubs <laughs> fans a bad name oh no, well i don't know if you need to do that um they, so i, I don't understand that at all i gave no indication of anything cubs related uh, well you, they were playing the cubs right they were so i think that was what it was um the Rockies, hey, they're good. We've also dedicated an entire episode of this podcast to the Rockies. We've talked significantly about the Rockies with Rob Nyer, with uh, Tim Kirkshin, uh, and aside from our Rockies, entire Rockies podcast, and we're talking about them now, and yeah. we talk about them all the time. Uh, so whatever, I don't. We talk about them probably more than every non-Rockies fan talks about the Rockies, and yet. And one guy tried to say, well, the outfield's huge. That's why. Well, that's a reason why, but altitude is more. I was uh, watching the Rockies a, uh, a couple times this weekend, um, and uh, I tweeted this from the Twitter account, but uh, they have way too many like uh, promotions and sponsors. Is this where the Subaru strike zone? Yeah, that's a Rockies every thing? every single time. Uh, oh, uh, they don't even bring the, you know, the little box up or whatever they'll just say oh i don't you know that might have fallen a little outside in the subaru strike zone oh show just, it yeah it's like they don't show I don't, it. yeah sometimes it's like i don't need to hear just Sub- call it the strike zone like if you bring up the subaru strike zone i get that you need to make money i get it but don't just talk about the strike zone as if it's the subaru strike zone he, all the time the deep fly ball center field he's at the uh cores he's at the uh, budweiser warning track yeah it's there like it is cut it out it just drives me crazy um i cannot stand watching the rockies broadcast um i can't stand it i just don't like it um the thing you know i I mean i watch the yankees all the time so i know i know they're not perfect um but they're better than the rockies that's clear to me there you go um but yeah there's a slam rockies broadcasters yeah you need I don't a, think I've, I've I don't think I've intentionally watched a Braves game. They were also really uh, throwing Alex Wood under the bus for um, not wearing his a pink hat, and then uh, oh well, and then they show and then they go, well, why isn't he wearing a pink hat? And they go, oh, I it's they say something about how he's doing it, and all the other players are, and um, and uh, none of, they show all the other players on the team, and none of them are wearing pink hats. Whoops. Uh, and it seemed weird that uh, they were throwing Alex Wood under the bus. Boom. There you go. Uh, Twins Rockies this weekend, or this uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. I'm having mic troubles over The here. mic is just... We're going to have to just hold... Oh, there, there you go. Here we go. After, uh, after it totally just slams my laptop. Nuts and bolts. Um, We're good now. The Twins Rockies <laughs> this week, that's exciting. I think they've been to maybe Target Field once. Don't often get to see the Rockies... In Minneapolis. So that's a series that starts on Tuesday of this week. Yeah, it's too bad Sano's not going to Coors. Oh my heavens. He hit like 700 foot home runs. Sano's but been... you'd look you'd probably look at his uh away um OPS when he's at Coors oh, and it would no. be probably significantly higher. So that makes him a bad player. Or, it does. Or a good player? Well, I don't know what the argument why anyway. <laughs> Sano and Judge still still well. Uh, Judge oh. he's uh tapered off a little bit. Hit uh what a home run here this over this weekend. And Sano has just been a monster. Yeah, I forgot to um, judge. Uh, all right, here's your triple slash. Sano, 297, 439, 667. Judge uh, uh, does play at Yankee Stadium, so that's worth noting. 316, 420, 744. That last one is the uh, the critical, critical one, I think. But they're still both really good. There's that. 
Defensively, I think Sano's held his own, and uh, you can make the case that uh, so you can make the case that Sano's been the MVP a month in. Trout is right there. Um, very close yeah, with Trout. Yeah, i say Trout. Trout's defense, <laughs> uh, what I'm looking at, Trout's defense has not been great. I'm still going to say Trout. Good. Uh, but that's not to say Sano hasn't been good, uh, but yeah. I, well, Trout. we see a situation where Trout, people just get tired and say, well, We'll give it to somebody else. If I think we have already seen that situation. Close. I think we've probably already seen Cabrera? it. What is he? Um, he should have won the MVP every year he's played, so that's pretty good. Yeah, and I think he's gotten second twice when he um, should have gotten first at least not once. Have. Let's see what we've got here. Yes, his rookie year he got second. His second year he got second. Then he got MVP. Then he got second, even though he led the American League in OPS+. Plus. Let's see. There was one year he where lost it was... to Donaldson. Donaldson was oh, really? good. I'm. F- I guess I'm fine with Donaldson winning, winning that year. Um. But I think that's what happens: is people it say, "Oh, we don't want him to win." 2013, his WAR was two. Yeah. Say two wins. Yeah, two wins yeah. better than Cabrera, but Cabrera held his own basically offensively. Mm-hmm. He was better offensively. It seems like that one was a that one was a tough one. Um. Trout should have won. He wasn't that much better offensively, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was good. Like he was pretty good, actually. Like but, he's a good two to three wins better than the next but, guy. Um, he Cabrera was more in line with the Chris Davis player that year, as far as they were just kind of offense only players. Uh, whereas Trout brought value defensively to Andy brought a lot of steals, which makes you significantly better. Games but. this week coming up? Anything? Uh, trip your trigger had the Houston Yankees series. That was good, uh, but I don't know what's coming up, I guess. Yeah, um, Braves, Blue Jays starting Monday. <laughs> That's not one of the ones I would say is good. Um, let's see here. What do we got coming up? Brewers, Padres. Maybe the Brewers continue to rake. Dodgers, Giants. That's no good. Cardinals, Red Sox. I hate interleague, so I'm that, gonna say, uh, that would be good. But I'm going to say Twins, Rockies, your series here early on in the week. Twins, oh, Rockies. That's an interesting one. Um, man, the early week series are bad. Bad, bad, bad. Wow. Um, Baltimore, Detroit, <laughs> Boston, St. Louis, yeah, Reds and Cubs. What do we got for later in the week? I guess this weekend. The... What do we have this weekend, folks? Cubs, Reds, Yankees, Rays, Nationals, Braves, Indians, Astros this weekend. Uh, there's not much this weekend, so yeah, Cleveland Astros. If Cleveland can turn around, I would assume they will. Right? They've got to. They're good. I don't know. They're good. Why aren't they winning? I don't understand. Um, but it's still very early. I feel like we need to keep saying that until like July even. It's still very early. There, anyone that's not in like a 10 games below 500 hole is right there. Uh, so I, it's still early. And Kipnis has been horrible for Cleveland. Um but that's about it. And Edwin Encarnacion's going to improve. And um, Bauer's been terrible. And Kluber's been hurt and bad. And they'll be better. They'll, they'll be better. I'm pretty confident in them. And Andrew Miller, uh, 17 and third scoreless. So there's that. Jose Barrios came up, pitched very well on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, no reason he can't keep that up. But uh, so. I think uh, one start's not enough. I, I'd like to see him do it over five. One, man, one start, uh, just to see him do something and he pitched he pitched great yeah um yes uh who'd they play cleveland all right um yeah 
I, one start is uh, the smallest of sample sizes, though. It is. So let's let's see him do. It was good to see him pitch past the third. He pitched into the eighth. Is uh, Polanco? Is he like a super defensive player or something? In the uh, minor leagues, he was not. He had a bunch of errors, and my big concern was defensively him and Sano, and they've both played outstanding because he's got third best WAR on the team, and he's not hitting. Yeah, Polanco has been unbelievable defensively. So okay. that is something that... Uh, Buxton's picking it up, too, and he crashed in the well, wall. That was pretty cool. He is the best defensive player in baseball. <laughs> I don't know so, about that. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll, yeah. I don't know about that. He's not a shortstop. That's kind of why it feels... Let's see. Who would you say? Oh, I think it's him. Boy. I think it's him without it. You look at what he was... Uh, he's seven for seven on four or five-star catches. I want to say four-star catches. He's seven for seven. Which is, I mean, there's nobody near that. Yeah, I can't think of anybody better than him off the top of my head. That doesn't mean there isn't anybody better than him. I suppose um, outfield, I know it's it's easy to save runs in the outfield. That's the only thing. Um, ideally, your best defensive players would be shortstop and third base and catcher. Ideally. And it just kind of shows how bad he is offensively that he is worth something uh, right now you he'll, got some guys he'll uh, pick it up here's the here's what i think about the twins grossman will f- come down a bit fourth outfielder kepler yeah. will probably settle in where he is all year uh buxton will improve rosario will be where he's at Sano will be some significantly worse because his numbers right now are ridiculous um polanco will probably be where he's at dozier will be where he's at mauer will be where he's at castro will be where he's at so if you consider all that this offense isn't horrible uh, so as long as the defense is fine, but the pitching is, poof, boy. Well, it does help with that defense. So the defense is great. They were one of the two or three worst defenses last year. They're top five this year, and they don't have any guys that strike anybody out. So they need the defense to be as good as they are. So if they can sustain that, I think the pitching, that will help the, the pitching. The thing is, Santana's bound to be worse because he's been insane. Um, if his ERA can just be under three. And, well, and Santiago... Uh, is going to be worse because he yeah. walks a lot of guys. And then the thing that can't – Phil Hughes can't be saved by defense because he's a fly ball pitcher. Um, and, oof, they have four starters who have allowed six home runs. That's not a good that sign. Bad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's not a good sign. Sir, uh, even Irv, six homers allowed. Irv, that's only way you can score off him if you hit it 400 feet. Yeah. Um, I Man, the Twins are in a kind of a bad place right now because – Santana's a guy you really should trade. He's 34, um, and they might not trade him because they're too decent. They're going to be in the race, yeah, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Probably odds are very. Against I'm very. Them. I'm. I'm. Uh, I thought this was a 75 win team. I think they can. It's going to be 500. It's going to be close. I hope it's. You're going to be sweating <laughs> all summer long. It's going to yeah, be close. I, I feel. Well, hey, that's a good point. You bring that up. I will be sweating all summer long because be. my hair is long, and I was thinking about this last night when it was warm. Maybe. Getting rid of some of this hair wouldn't be well, the worst you, thing in the world. Well, when you shave it, though, it's going to be October, so. Yeah, but it's itchy. Hair's itchy. It's itchy. Yeah, in the summertime. Would you do a double or nothing? What is that supposed who, to Who be? proposed who? Well, you said it first, and then who said, all right, I'm holding you to that? I think Marcus, Marcus probably. Traxler. Marcus Traxler probably did. Um, and there's no, there's no, I can't put anything. I don't know what the double or nothing would be. I'd have to, like, cut off my hand or something. Double or nothing for me would be if they make the playoffs now. You have to like keep it shaved for the rest of the year, the rest of the calendar year. Oh well, that wouldn't be super hard because it'd just be a couple more months. 
And I've also decided, instead of shaving, instead of I've also decided uh, buzzing it very close. That counts. Um, as uh, because shaving it, I'm still very worried about the long-term effects of. I shaving would not my hair. shave it bald, of course. <laughs> yeah, I would well, not do that. That's what some people have said, and I go, you know, this is not worth my long-term uh, hair uh, loss. You yeah. know, what if you know? So uh, I've I've no, ruled I've ruled it. that out. But you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah. It will be um, an interesting... And one thing that I factor in, they're a good team, they play the White Sox, they play the Royals a lot, and they're not good teams, and I think they're going to... I think they can beat those teams 14 times each. Go like 14-4, and 14-5, and five, and that's going to significantly help, and they've shown they can play with Cleveland mm-hmm. and Detroit. So how you do in your division? They've been terrible in the division. They've been very good this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've had a lot of games against the division. So I very much look forward to them making the playoffs... <laughs> Winning the division, getting swept by the Yankees for the fifth time. Well, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I don't see the Yankees still uh, making it past the wild card game. It's all set up. Twins, Yankees. The Yankees better win the division because the wild card game is going to be a disaster for them. Who pitches? You start Chapman. He goes two. Yeah, you, you better win like uh, go three. You better win or you better hit like five homers or else you're going to lose. This is what Keuchel uh, two years ago just shut him down. And what are, yeah, well, I was going to ask you, what is it about Keuchel and the Yankees? He owns the Yankees. I don't know, and I hate it. <laughs> so it's he's a very frustrating player to me, and that's probably why I was so on board with him uh, winning the Cy Young a couple years ago. There might have been another good candidate, the Price. David Price. Yeah, I liked. I was uh, all on Keuchel. I liked Keuchel too. Um, and it might it, maybe it is just because um, he just kills the Yankees. He throws eighty eight, and he's very efficient. Yeah, he's uh, he's good, man. Um, but yeah, he kills the Yankees. And that game uh, two years ago, that wild card game was just really deflating. And the Yankees never really recovered from it, I don't think. Especially because a lot of those guys are still on the team. Um, a lot they just never seem to recover from it last year. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Give me another month and a half, and I'll be maybe more decided on where the Yankees fall. One final point: uh, What Chris Sale has seven straight games of at least ten strikeouts, which is one off the record or tying the record, and uh, it'd be very interesting back and forth between Sale and Keuchel, uh, two pitchers as different as you can get. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keuchel, I don't know if he can compete with all the uh, extracurriculars here with Sale with the strikeouts and everything, but uh, that's that should be a good uh, back and forth with the Cy Young. Yeah, yeah. I suppose at this point, I'd rather have a. Uh strikeouts guy but um not at this point i'd always rather have a guy who uh pitches the single best outcome you can get for a pitcher which is the strikeout um but yeah that is a good those two are good two lefties too um one significantly more interesting release uh and delivery than the other but keiko's cool way he pitches old school and i have uh buxton used three of his hits up on tuesday against the white Sox. so i thought it was a bad deal for him to Use up his weekly allotment all like that on one day. Uh, so that was not smart of him, I don't think. He had, did have one hit on Sunday, so another four-hit week for him. He's up to 173. Is a season high. Oof, boy. Season high is 188. Uh, he was getting down towards that 150 mark again. So uh, I think he'll uh, crack... 200 by the end. I've given him the benchmark of 200 by June. Oh, yeah, I think Two, he'll get that. Two weeks to go... I think he'll get there. As great as he be, as he has been this month, he has raised his average twenty points. All he needs is a handful of hits, and he's there pretty much. That's the problem. What if he gets like a four hit game? 
He had a three-hit game, and yeah. it raised it 30 points. There you go. And then he followed that with a uh, 0 for 15 streak, so good. Well, yeah, he's very frustrating, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Buxton anymore. He's listed at 6'2", 189, so average has to be better than your weight. I'd like him to just, uh, I, I just want to see, I wish we could just fast forward and see what his numbers are going to be at the end of the year. If they're still, like, if he's if his Low OPS 200s? is like 600 or something. I'll then... put the over under like at 230 for an average. Oh, boy, that seems right. Oh, he's Because he's, he's got a long, he's got a big battle ahead of him just to make up for all the, the terribleness of April. So we'll see what he does. Buxton, but, the bane of my existence, Byron Buxton. Yeah, hey, Lisa knows good, so you got that going. Yeah, he's you. my favorite player. So he's there great. you go. Ah, you're so not Didi Gregorius. Nope, that's oh, your guy. Yeah, I love Mr. Him. Energy. Yeah, he's. I love him. Great. But uh, yeah, hey, next week, by the way, I think I, I'm very much interested. Over this week, they got the Cardinals and the A's. I want to see how the Red Sox do, and maybe maybe that's a team we talk about a little bit more. We haven't talked the Red Sox much. They've been. Uh, they've kind of Cleveland and Red Sox. Your two favorites have not done well. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, let's see if they do well. Let's see what they do. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Jackie Bradley's been a disaster. Um, so I'm. That's a that's a team to watch this yeah, week. They just have not hit home runs, and I think uh, I think you mentioned it, but uh, David Ortiz that is a big loss. Mm-hmm. You do not replace that production. No, you, and they you, have not. No, you can't. And um, yeah, I, I think I think this is to me that's the team to watch this week. The Red Sox. Watch the Red Sox, everybody. You heard it here. Don't watch Nesson though. No, we'll Jerry, Jerry Remy is not uh, not somebody you want to listen to uh, for five or six games a week. Have our podcast on while you listen yeah. to the Red Sox there you games. Go. And just pull up baseball reference or whatever and look at stats. Uh, what team do I get into an argument with this week? Oh, boy. The Tigers. Um, I pick a, I, I'm very – the Rockies were a curious team because, honestly, I did not know they had, like, rabid fans um, uh, or that kind of fans. You know, I didn't, I didn't know they had the – uh, kind of fan that just I like this player so he's good goes after you yeah so maybe um, you're never gonna have anything like that with Oakland or San Diego or Atlanta Detroit is interesting maybe try that they we'll seem try. to like homers there I don't know I don't know we'll see who's your player you're gonna go after Upton he's been too good this Mike year. Pelfrey though is still pitching so Chicago mm. they're not well boy Mike Pelfrey's he's probably my favorite pitcher yeah <laughs> fun to watch that junk baller maybe go after uh oh boy i don't who did people even love anyone on the tigers ian kinsler maybe i don't know well yeah we'll see what, what happens here yeah we'll see i can't imagine anything like that should happen at any time soon yeah that was very interesting though to be yeah. an onlooker uh, just kind of watching and your god chimed in the took my vital signs to make sure i was alive so it was good <laughs> yeah. i uh yeah i was just kind of following on twitter and all the notifications were coming up it on was my interesting phone, yeah so. like, oh wow we got uh people People talking. That's good. Yeah, it's very interesting. For a while. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's the way I would describe it. <laughs> interesting. 2080 Baseball Podcast. Next week we'll be back. And uh, Twins Rockies, enjoy that. And as we said, watch the Red Sox because yeah. they could maybe win some games here. Yeah, or no, not. That no, would be not. just as interesting. Yeah, and uh, Twitter at 20 underscore 80 podcast. And uh, we'll post our old guy of the week, Chase Utley. And we'll have one next week for you. So. Check all that out right here. Again, iTunespodcast.com. Evan Endershot, Travis Crins, this week's edition of the 2080 Baseball Podcast.